0: Too many movies. I watch too much TV. I have too many kids. And now we're doing a podcast. The Discerning Geeks Portal. Now recording. Welcome back, everyone, to another special edition of The Discerning Geeks Portal where each week we take a discerning look into th- all things geek. Again, my name is David, and I am here with my best friends, David and Todd. And this is another Mandalorian special episode. How you guys doing today? Pretty good.
1: I could use an app.
0: <laughs> use an app. What's mm. a Sunday? Sunday afternoon. So, you know.
1: It's a Sunday night. When are you recording?
0: Okay, so it's Sunday night. <laughs> It's hard to tell, it gets dark at like 5 o'clock now, so afternoon, night, whatever.
1: Yeah, we've only been doing this for as long as we've been alive, so, you know, hey, you used yep. to it.
0: So, yeah, we're ready to talk about the latest edition of The Mandalorian. Todd, do you have a rundown for us?
2: Uh, yeah, just a quick one. Oh, all right. Uh, okay, this episode is entitled Chapter 12, The Siege. On the way to Corvus, Din Djarin stops by Navarro for repairs and assists in eliminating the last of the Empire's hold on that planet. Uh, this episode is guest-starring Gina Carano as Cara Dune, Carl Weathers as Grief Karga, Horatio Sands as Mithril, Omid Abtahi as Dr. Pershing, Paul Sun Hung Lee as Captain Carson Teva, Giancarlo Esposita as Moff Gideon, and random crew member as guy in jeans and t shirt makes his way on the screen. I'm sure we'll get to that later. We'll, we'll explain in a minute. Uh, and it was written, uh, same as the first three episodes, by John Favreau. And it was directed by Carl Weathers, the same guy who plays Grief Cargo.
1: I suddenly evidently need to rewatch this episode carefully. If <laughs> You guys saw my missed, and I, wow. I,
2: I didn't, but it's, it's one of those things that's on the internet. There is a scene when there's a gunfight in a hallway and grief Carga and Gina Carano, are, I think are, they're the ones that are dominantly on screen. They're pointing their guns. And just for a split second, you can see a guy in a, in a perpendicular hallway kind of poking through and you can see, his arm and his leg, but not his face. And he's wearing jeans and t-shirts. So it's a crew member who is not completely off screen. <laughs> Somehow somebody caught it. So it's on the internet. And so now everybody knows it's there. And then I uh, fast forwarded to that point in the episode, cause I was trying to see if I could spot it. And at first I couldn't. So I thought, Oh, after they spotted it, did they go back and correct it? Kind of like when they made some mistakes like that in game of thrones. And then they went back and kind of edited out later so that, If you went and looked for it, it wouldn't be there. But no, if you freeze it at just the right second, you can still see him there.
1: Maybe it was Casual Trooper Day, and the guy was like, (laughs) "I'm gonna go get my armor," and that's what you saw—like just Casual Trooper, just you know, "Oops, uh, I better go get my armor." Seeing there's a firefight,
2: I think maybe so.
0: I think my favorite meme was I saw somebody had posted a picture of like one of the toys and it's like a star Wars toy. And all it shows is the arm and the leg kind of peeking out from the side. It's like guy in blue jeans. That's exactly (laughs) what I was getting ready to say. Yep. Yeah. I've seen that meme too. (laughs) So yeah, that was the, that was now Canon, you know, that's snuck in there. Somehow
1: jeans and t-shirts do exist in the star Wars universe. Yep.
0: (laughs) Nice. What did you guys think of this episode? We kind of, last week, talked about, just to refresh everybody's memory, that there was a really good chance that this would be a filler episode, kind of like a, the a, the second episode of this season, um, which was actually episode 10, because we started at 9, right? Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. and so, that was kind of definitely a filler episode. Um And we kind of extrapolated or or, uh, threw out that this could possibly be a filler episode. But what did you guys think of it after watching it?
2: It was definitely good, even for a filler episode. But when I did go back and watch it a second time to take notes, it seemed to go by really quickly. And I kind of remember one of the complaints a lot of people had, including myself, in season one was that a lot of episodes were really short. I think this one was just a little over 30 minutes and it actually felt kind of short. And so for a transitional episode, it felt super transitional because that second time around when there were no more surprises, you realize there's just not too much to it. I mean, the whole point of stopping on that planet in the first place is for repairs. And of course, there's a side quest and the side quest really isn't even that complicated. And then when it's over, it's over pretty quickly. And then he's out. That's it, and the ship is repaired. And the ship was repaired unusually quickly. Like I don't know if they had, you know, twelve people and twelve droids on it at once to get it done that fast. But you know, it's kind of like, oh, let's have a thirty-minute episode where everything gets back to normal. And uh it was good for what it was, but it felt extremely transitional. Uh, so, it, I think
1: it was a setup episode. That's basically what it was. It okay. wasn't a. It wasn't really. A, I don't think. It, I don't think you can call it a. Filler episode? I believe it was a setup episode. Is, is how I look at it. Because uh, I think what's going to take place when we get to the whole probably Ahsoka entering thing is... Uh, yeah, we're probably going to have something pretty cool. Now, I do, we'll say this. Uh, it's nice to... Uh, it was nice to see some of the Imperial facilities again. You know? That were, were kind of... Kinda, to me, it was a little bit of a kickback. Like, I know what's funny is is, you know, the very first episode... Or, or whatever with the freighter and, and that whole gunfight, y- you were on an Imperial ship, but here you, you were kind of like, yeah, you were like in the, in an Imperial facility and you were raiding an Imperial facility and you had, you know, it was supposed to be abandoned. And then it was like, no, they were there. And, but then again, they were so, also weren't there. Like it was abandoned. It was just, they called them when they were actually purging things. So it was kind of fun to see the whole sneaking around in a facility again it was far more leaning to the sets were very imperial as opposed to like most other things even I think with the uh the episode with the Imperial ship, you know, that was only a few few minutes.
0: I do want to throw out there, I think it's gonna this to me, this is gonna be a very hard episode to discuss too much without getting into some spoilers. So I don't know that we're gonna be able to do this episode spoiler free. So I want to throw out there as a warning to to people listening that there will probably be some spoilers. We've already spoiled the biggest surprise with the man with, you know, T shirt and blue jeans on there. But (laughs) (laughs) um But no, I think um, that there will be some things that we have to talk about. I'm a little different. See, I thought this was a meaty episode. Um, I thought this was a plot moving, definite setting the tone direction for the future episode. Um, This was probably one of my favorite. I I think actually this is my favorite episode so far this season, even beating out the, the first episode of the season. Lots of action. I mean, it was nonstop. Yeah, he gets to the planet, thrown in a little bit of comic relief. I I, I actually really love the scene with Baby Yoda trying to splice the wires together, you know, and, and and the blue one and the the blue one goes where the red one was, and the red one goes with just don't get him. <sighs> Are you all right? Um, I, I thought that was great. I loved seeing it. I thought that was you know a little bit of comic relief there at the very beginning to kind of set the tone. But then you get on the planet and you're in this base and it's, it's gunfight after gunfight. Um, <clears throat> then we get a, a dog fight at the end with the, uh, um, the spaceships and you get really meaty plot moving forward with kind of finding out about the experiments that they were doing on the, uh, on this, at this base.
1: Oh yeah. And boy, you talk about, you talk about fan theories blowing up. Like as soon as they saw that it was Crazy, yeah, uh, because uh, now everybody's like, There's Snoke, there's what Snoke is, there's who Snoke is, and th- uh, that's all I've like been seeing is like everybody's like pointing to these metachlorine experiments as, as as that's where Snoke comes from, is they're trying to create another emperor, or whatever. I don't know, it's weird. Uh, I don't know if that's actually true or, or what's going to happen, but I, I, I guess it's plausible. <laughs>
0: i think there's some some meat there i think um
1: it's not improbable let's put it that way
0: one of the suggestions that i saw not even getting into specifics but is that they could be using the mandalorian to help flesh out some of the story and some of the things and almost kind of maybe even correct some mistakes that happened in those later three movies. Hmm. So the Mandalorian is to the the last trilogy that what um, kind of the Clone Wars and Rebels was to the first trilogy. Um, well, and-
1: Rebels, I believe, was pure fun, but I do agree with you. the 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 prequels get a lot better if you take the time and watch clone wars
0: and because it fixes a lot of the mistakes
1: well it what it is you feel like you know like i've often said before you know all this before all this started you watch the first one then you watch attack of the clones and then stop you have to stop and go watch clone wars because then there feels like there's been enough time that when you watch the third one the implications of what they're trying to show you fit better because you know we often talked about how, like when we saw the third one, we were like, you know, you just didn't really feel like they were brothers. Like you were, you know, the betrayal didn't feel like the betrayal that it was supposed to be. I mean, you this nature of the M, so that you finally get to that first order kind of slash terrorist organization.
2: Greetings, Bounty Hunting listeners. This is Todd, the editor stepping in for just a moment. I'm afraid something weird happened at this point in the recording. Some weird gaps occurred on both the Dave's tracks. Removing the gaps wasn't enough because the recording segments that survived sounded like they were missing portions. So I'm afraid I've had to cut out about a one to one and a half minute chunk. That's why when I get done talking right now, you'll hear one of the Dave's kind of mid-thought as he's talking about the clone troopers in the Clone Wars animated series. Hopefully this is the only time something weird happened during the recording, but I'll step in and warn you again if necessary. Thank you for understanding.
1: them fight together and this brother's learned from the very first episode when yoda uh is on a ferry, the very first episode of clone wars where yoda tells them they're they're men you know that that they may be clones but they, they each of them are individuals and um yeah it, it does a lot so that when that order happens and you watch that movie and they just immediately uncontrollably without question turn it makes it that much more sinister you know and yeah
0: so i'm curious i would love to see that happen yeah. but that's the the one of the the standing or one of the things that we're seeing or could be seeing we're speculating of course with the mandalorian is are we going to be able to see behind the curtain a little bit and fill out some of that story of what led into those last three uh movies maybe even get a little backstory on the first order that we don't have. We don't know. Um, But this definitely gave a little bit of a tease as to some possibilities Uh, with the experiments going on. We definitely see a motivation of why they were wanting to get Baby Yoda. Um, This was going to be a – he was definitely going to be part of these experimentations. and so that's a that that could be a, a big jump forward in the story. Um, Todd, you had kind of mentioned it. I think sometimes some of the complaints with the Mandalorian, you know, for them the first season is because it's episodic, you're getting the each individual episode, then it sometimes feels like the overall story is moving pretty slow. You only get like a little glimpse here in one episode. Then it may be two more episodes down the road that you get another glimpse. And so it feels like that story kind of takes a little while to develop. But I kind of felt like this was a, a big chapter um, in, the, in that story that they're going to give for season two. I could be wrong, but I'm thinking this was
2: a big one. Hmm. Yeah, I just didn't see it that way. Well, you guys were talking about the experiments and how that's a big deal. To me, it just wasn't that much of a surprise. It was kind of like a confirmation of something that I could have assumed if I had really put time into thinking about it. You know?
1: Oh no, no, no! Don't get me wrong. I wasn't surprised either. I was just like, yeah, it's the same stuff Imperials has been doing for for years. The only difference, look, the only thing I mentioned was everybody just went nuts. They're all saying this is where Snoke came from because, like, that's like supposedly like the big mystery of the last, you know, sequel movies is where the hell was Snoke? You know, who the, who you want, know, you know, where the hell was he? And so now everybody has this connection where that's, that's what they're thinking. That Snoke was evidently an attempt to reborn, rebirth the emperor, so to speak.
2: And, and maybe, and maybe that's what it is, but it, you kind of have to read a lot into it because yeah, you we really basically we, we get only two things. We get the, the look of the people in the tanks or the things in the tanks, whatever they are. And the thing is, it's not very clear. The water is really murky. I cannot tell what is in there, what they look like. Are they hybrids? Are they uh, monstrosities? Are they failures? Are they kind of like what we did see in Rise of Skywalker in tanks where it kind of looks like the Emperor, but it's or either the Emperor or Snoke or something in between, but it's misshapen? I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell what it was I was looking at. And yes, some of the dialogue in that, hologram kind of fills in the blanks that yes they're doing experiments because they're trying to extract something from the child it was m count i'm kind of worried about that m count because i'm assuming that's chlorians. but i know a lot of fans are kind of upset about the whole chlorian thing because it kind of takes away from the force being more of a spiritual thing where it's actually a biological thing that can be measured and so by calling it m count was that kind of a compromise where it's like okay we're suggesting that yes something like that does exist because like it or not it's canon now but at the same time we're not using the word i don't know i just felt like like you felt we got meat i felt like we got morsels and it's better than nothing but i still feel like we're getting just a little bit at a time and i, I wouldn't mind a big leap forward at some point and i would hate for it to come at the very last minute and then have to wait months till you know in between a season finale and a season premiere i would like I would like bigger chunks of meat along the way. I got you. I got
1: you. Yeah. And that's the reason I think think it's really a setup episode. Because I think there are there are potentials here of big jumps. Um, you know, with people talking about the experiments, um seeing Baby Yoda. Um uh, yet again, baby Yoda's worrying me. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I know he was hungry, but he's, like, st- stealing kids' cookies and shit. And it's like, okay, first he was eating some lady's eggs, and i okay, yeah, I know now they weren't fertilized, and I figured that out, and I'm like, okay, so that's not really cannibalism, but still, he did it. And then here he is, like, look at the kid, and yeah, I know the kid was kind of a butt, because he was like, no. and But it's also like, um, he just totally stole the kid's cookies. Um, All right, this is confusing me a little bit. But then again, you know, he's being raised by a bounty hunter. I guess we should kind of accept this. Um, but I want to mention, and this is a huge spoiler, if you haven't watched it, you need to turn it off. Alright, I'm going to give you a second. Okay. Um, I want to talk about the very last scene uh, in which, you know, you you do see the moth again, and he's talking, because I made a comment on the troopers that appear to be in racks uh because i think this is this is something that is kind of sort of canon but not really because i don't think they've actually been showed anywhere except for maybe a game um i believe if i'm not mistaken moff's gotten a hold of a group of dark troopers Uh, and that's going to be huge because this is something that's going to be brand new to the star wars universe that we've actually seen and uh the the idea is unless something it's unless it's changed is a dark trooper was a project that the Empire started doing because they realized that there were there were times when droids could be very useful and the Dark Trooper project was actually creating a next generation of like a super battle droid, basically. Um and the problem was though, was that everybody was so tired of the Clone Wars that, you know, the droids were completely banned from ever being you know, battle droids or weapon droids or anything like that there. So, I mean, even like the IG-88 Assassin series that are running around, they're all hunted, you know, like they they can't, you know, they've always got to stay hidden. But if those are real Dark Troopers, then things are about to get serious because unless they've changed it, when Dark Troopers are unleashed, everybody dies because they can't have any witnesses. Like nobody can know that the Empire has the ability to, drop these droids so like they would be programmed to kill everyone you know what i'm saying so it could get very interesting and very dangerous uh in the next few episodes so i i think there were potentials of big bites coming and we just didn't we just not have we just haven't gotten to eat them yet does that make sense
2: yeah Yeah. but that last scene kind of bothered me too It, it well it didn't exactly bother me it just didn't do anything for me because Moff Gideon is clearly our bad guy. He's got something going on in in that room. He's, he has created something or recruited something or I I, I don't know. But again, it's, it's not a huge surprise, whatever it is he's got. Of course, it's going to be bad, but I just, you were able to read a lot into it because you know a whole lot more. And even when I saw him, I think the, the words dark troopers came to my mind too because I heard it from somewhere. Maybe I heard it from you or somebody else on YouTube mentioned it or something. But even then, I didn't know what it meant. And until I know what it means, it doesn't matter to me. It's like, oh, evil guy has something evil going on. That, that's basically what I got out of it in the moment. And it's okay. I
1: actually really appreciate that point of view, Todd. because I, 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 Because I do know a lot, there's a lot of stuff that are supposed to be kind of fun and surprising that I don't get because I'm like, oh, cool. You know, and that's about my reaction. You, on the other hand, get to have this moment that, yeah, I know right now you're kind of like, eh, it's it's ant to me right now because I don't know what they're going to do. But the great thing is, is you don't know what they're going to do, so you you don't have to. You, you get to experience it when they finally get unleashed to enjoy it for the first time. While I have this kind of idea in the back of my head of what's going to happen, you see what I'm saying? Because I do know something of it. So you know, it's it, there is some advantages to to. To that whole aspect of of, kind of just like, eh, eh, you know, I'm yeah, you know, I don't know what's gonna happen. Sometimes not knowing what's gonna happen makes it even more fun. So,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: but I'm still worried about baby Yoda. I think baby Yoda needs therapy
0: <laughs> or, or counseling.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm really starting to get worried about my baby Yoda because I love him and I adore him. He's adorable, he's cute as hell but I think he's starting to like lose it or, or he's, 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 he's learning too many bad habits.
0: Yeah, I, did,
1: I think it was funny. They got him out of the firefight without having to land because baby Yoda spit up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a small emergency here. Oh, oh dear. Oh dear. Isn't it funny how like as time progresses, you watch Mando becoming more and more apparently.
0: Well, it was, and I saw a, a comparison online. Um, and it's the, you know, lone wolf and cub scenario, which is, you know, plays out in a lot of fantasy fiction, things like that pretty well. You have this person like Mando, whether it be a, a you know, pick, you know, gunslinger in the Wild West, a samurai, you know, whatever. And then you pair them with the helpless child or um, or fairly helpless and it makes for for good storytelling because you have that you know need to protect um, and then you have the the mischief of the child getting into trouble on their own. Um, and you have this person who's trying to be that father figure who that's not what they're made for. You know, they're just supposed to be the, the hunter killer and they're pushed into a, to a fatherly role.
1: Yeah. What's that John um, Wayne Western? There's one, there's a movie that's just like this. I swear to God, it's oh yeah, John, it's, it's, it's a John yeah. Wayne Western. And he's like, you know, got an eye patch, I think, and everything. And just a rough tumble cowboy. And I forgot what it is. Like he meets up with some girl or something and, and, uh, She's all like, you know, can you take me to Carson City or something like that? And he's all like, well, I'm going to the car and blah, blah. And then he realizes that this girl's just going to get murdered if she doesn't like grow up. And so it's that, it's that begrudgingly, oh, fine, I'll protect her and blah, blah, blah. God, I can't remember the name of the movie anyway yeah but yeah i got
0: yeah. you i mean it's, it's it's a it is it's a trope that's been used <laughs> before and uh and when done well it can be very very entertaining and and i i'm enjoying this um you know, i've got that fatherly part of me so um, i i enjoy seeing the, the mischievous child and and then the the person not fit to be a parent um having to be the parent
1: <gasps> you don't and, think mando's and, a good dad
0: fatherly advice from from the father right that that everybody feels like that at some point and yet we every parent does just what mando does you know they they take care of the situation in the moment and they chalk it up as a win when their children get through the day alive sometimes. <laughs> so, well, um, that, that,
1: is, that is true. Being a parent's pretty much like yeah, you're, the, you're the suicide watch at the prison for 18 years.
0: Yeah. We didn't okay, lose you any finally, today.
1: So you can finally be like, you're an adult now, you're on
0: your own. So, be so that's every parent. Um, I think this
1: is why grandparents are evil in a way because they are on suicide watch they're just the visitors trying to slip the files to the prisoners yeah so that's why all grandparents are like you know parents always look at the grandparents going you never treated me like that way and they're because that's because i was trying to keep you alive i don't have to worry about them it's your job to keep them alive (laughs) you know so maybe that's what it is i don't know
0: we got a little off um i do want to kind of kind of wrap up focus our our Um, review of this episode and then kind of see what you guys think is coming next so um so yeah what else did you guys have about uh but this episode
1: i love the blue guy um i can't think of his name but the the the, you met him the very first episode when he gets frozen in carbonite and then here he is back and he turned out to be such a you talked about comedic comedic relief. Yeah. He turned out to be such a comedic relief, and yet did such a great job. I think on, um, uh, I guess playing to fandom, which I know a lot of people are like. Eh, they played to the fandom, but I mean, come on. When 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 they tell him to go on top of the of the, you know, what looks like the same thing Obi went on to like turn off the tractor beam in the Death Star, and they're like, "Here, go there and turn off the uh, cooling system so that the whole base place will blow up." You know he doesn't want to go out there. Goes you know you know I'm afraid of heights and and heat. You know because he is a
0: phibia. yeah.
1: <laughs> and then like he kind of like stomps on the on the rail on the on the the footing or the uh, the f- foot pad And then what does he do? He looks at him. And goes you know there's no railing here, right? <laughs> now I don't know if yeah. they just yeah, wrote I- it to write it or if they went. You know, so many people have made so many jokes about like you know the railings in the Death Star. Is that why that line made it in where it's like, let's, let's have somebody mention it. You know, there's no railing on here.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've got that down as my only quote. And then parentheses I've got, there never is in Star Wars. Yep. I
1: laughed so hard at that one line, I guess just because I'm a Star Wars nut, that it was just stupid. Somebody would have looked at me and be like, what are you laughing at? It wasn't that funny. And it was like, oh, yes, it was. Yes, it was. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I really enjoyed him and his character. I, I, I kind of hope we see more of him. He, I thought he did a very good natural job. I, you know, c- uh, c- doing comedy is hard and to make it feel like it fits and to make it feel like it flows, especially in kind of you know, when you're kind of like running gun through an imperial base. I mean, did you, did you even catch some of this stuff where like, you know, they'd shoot a couple of stormtroopers and they'd be like, let's go. And, and, you know, he's so confused and completely out of his element that sometimes he would like, you know, get spooked and you could tell and yet it seemed like it worked where he would like jump the wrong way and like point his gun down like the (laughs) wrong corridor and you'd be like oh that's right i'm supposed to follow these guys and and i'm kind of like it's nice to see that guy that's like yeah he wasn't involved in the rebellion he wasn't involved in the empire his whole job was trying to make a buck off of what he could like steal you know and so it is i thought it was I thought it was fun to to have him along and and I thought it worked really well. Even,
0: even at that very beginning when Mando lands and he walks in and he sees the guy, it's like his little gills puff out this stuff. Like he's like, Oh crap. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, Oh, Um, I did. I, I, again, I think this to me was my favorite episode so far this season. I know we're only about four in, but I, I thought the action was there. I enjoyed the, the, you know, fighting their way through the base. And then we get a chase scene with the speeder bikes. You kind of, again, see how sometimes the troopers aren't the best drivers of these things. As two of them crash themselves, like right off the bat. Well, uh,
1: point, <laughs> point of order. First of all, I understand why they jumped off the, the landing pad because they're like, this is the only thing we got. Yeah. Why this why the scout troopers decided, hey, they did it. We could do it too. I haven't quite figured it out because I've got to sit there thinking there's got to be an elevator somewhere. Somebody, <laughs> you know, they're all packed up right there, 300 feet off the cliff floor. No, no, no. There's an elevator somewhere, and somebody was just being lazy. And so to, to say that they couldn't ride down the cliff, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway.
0: And then we get the. The dogfight at the end with the Tie Fighters and the and the oh shoot I forgot the name of his ship something Razor, Razor. Crest Razor Crest I want to say Razor's Edge Razor Crest um, you know and even during that you get Baby Yoda at times kind of like throwing his hands up in the air going it's <laughs> well, like,
1: <laughs> like he thinks it's a roller coaster I'm like he's getting too used to this life see that's why
0: um, the child
1: needs therapy we need to I, inform I, I, imperial social services or something i don't know
0: well even in the middle there was like before they go on this mission it's like well what am i going to do with the kid and it's like oh look we got a school and they put him in the little school and he's like what the heck, what the heck? I can't read uh, i thought that was uh, i thought that was good i enjoyed it and then of course you throw in the, the tidbits of information that we get to really move the story along um i thought i thought this was a was a good episode so um what about you todd i know you kind of weren't qu- completely sold on it what else did you have for us
2: well still kind of a, a mix of good stuff and bad stuff i also enjoyed mithril uh, he's played by Horatio Sands, and I'm not really familiar with Horatio Sands, but I think that is one of the actors from Saturday Night Live. I don't know if he's a current cast member or a past cast member. But he, it, if I'm right, then he has experience with comedy. Uh, so that's probably why that came off well. And it was a really cool callback to, to see him again, because that goes all the way back to episode one of season one. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think he was the original bounty that yep. DeJarn had to go for. Uh, So it was cool to see him. But Dave, you mentioned that you thought his name was Mithril. That's one issue I have with him is we don't have a name yet, even after two uh, episodes. I thought Mithril was his name and the way they call him that. You think it would be. But I looked it up online and Mithril is actually his race. And another thing that bothers me is that that is the second time this season that that has happened. Because remember our discussion of episode one of season two? I thought that the bartender in that town had a certain name and it turns out that was the name of his race. So it kind of bugs me that humans are going around in the Star Wars universe and calling people by their species name. It, you know, these, these are individuals, they have names. I, I don't like the fact that that's going on and maybe that's part of the universe that maybe these people should be and they aren't and so there are imperfections there, but I, I don't know, it just kind of bugs me. Also, I did like the Marauder and speeder bike chase scene too. I thought it was well done. Uh, Now, when I did watch the episode a second time around to take notes, I kind of fast-forwarded through that part because I kind of knew what what happened. So even though I thought it was well done, I I didn't feel like I absolutely had to see it again. So I was kind of fast-forwarding through some of that. And then one possibly controversial subject, I really liked the character of Cara Dune. And one side of my brain was really glad to see her again. And I would like to see more of her. She's played by Gina Carano and I'm not an expert on Gina Carano, but I think that she's an MMA fighter or a wrestler or something like that, but she's trying to get into acting and she's taking this particular role really seriously. I'm not sure how accurate this is, but I think I heard somewhere that she even took extra acting lessons to make sure that she did really well in this role or something like that. And I like that she's kind of, muscular and beefy but she's also kind of feminine and despite being there to to be the muscle she's also uh feminine and intelligent and articulate and so she's kind of got all bases covered so i like the character but i, I don't want to get on too much of a tangent on this because i mean i'm not an expert on this topic but i think the actress has said some things some kind of controversial things on social media possibly some outright offensive things And so while one side of my brain likes the character, the other side of my brain is saying, uh, don't get used to her. The actress might get fired. So there's kind of a mix of feelings there. I do like the little bit of backstory we got at the end where the X-Wing pilot was talking to her and we learned that she is from Alderaan, uh, which is the planet that got blown up by Death Star. And I think, if I remember correctly, the X-Wing fighter is not from Alderaan, but has served some time there. So he's familiar with it. So he has particular sympathy for her. But another one of those things that I feel was kind of a morsel rather than something meaty was when he left this rebel symbol for her. But I'm not sure exactly what that was supposed to mean. Was it a gift? Was it him trying to recruit her? Which I know he was trying to do that verbally but I'm not sure exactly what that emblem was supposed to mean and what the deeper meaning was supposed to be. Was it like an heirloom? Was it something that was supposed to somehow cinch her getting back into things later? Was it a guilt trip? I'm not sure what that emblem was exactly supposed to achieve. So is yet another thing in the, in the episode I thought, okay, we're getting a little bit, but I'm, I'm not sure where it's going. And I think, I think that might be it. Yeah, I think
0: she in the past we we learned when we first met her was a shock trooper kind of in the in the rebellion.
1: She was a Republic commando.
0: Yeah, and um, or a so,
1: rebellion commando or something. Her her she would be what would be like Marine Force Recon. In other words, basically like they got dropped in before anybody else did and scouted everything out and then tried to report back okay here's what to expect blah 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 yeah. blah blah. so they were on their own a lot which is I think implied because I'm not sure if she explains it but I think she's the last member of her team because something
0: I think something,
1: so some went, went bad and I think sh- the reason she left the rebellion was because part of that was they kind of got abandoned like they, the rebellion couldn't come get them and yeah. uh, she kind of blames them for that and I think that's the reason she stopped being it, because she kind of always hints that yeah, the empire wants her for various reasons, but the rebellion doesn't necessarily want her either, because she kind of is not really. She's still with them, but not really. You know that kind of thing. I think it was a medal. That's what it looked like to me. It looked yeah. like a medal. It, it looked like a medal to me, with it being all gold and shiny. That doesn't look like something mm-hmm. somebody would wear. That looked like a medal that, like, evidently she was awarded, and maybe she never accepted that kind of thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong.
0: I have a hard time and it's um I don't want to get on this tangent so I'll I'll just throw it out there and and have a hard time with the blackballing that happens because somebody is not you know, following the pc line on social media but um that's just me i think everybody's entitled to an opinion and pretty much everybody i've ever known has one that's wrong in some way shape or form or another and even myself so i have a hard time with you know let's kill a career just because someone says something that they believe that is not popular with everybody else um me I think that's a little bit of nineteen eighty four brainwashing that we try to put in our society. Um but that's just me. Um so again, I'll try to avoid that topic because I know a lot of people feel otherwise about it. But uh,
1: anyway. I, I think it's more of uh it's not necessarily popular with a lot of it's not that it's not popular with a lot of people, it's not popular with the loudest screamers. Let's put it that way. And that's what that's the reason people freak out. Cause the people who do nothing for who do nothing but bitch for a living that's the ones that are mad at her and so it's everywhere and you know how people listen to that crap but so yeah I'm, I'm in complete agreement she just it's just her opinion
0: it's I mean there you know. are a probably more than not actors from Hollywood that I don't agree with hardly any of their opinions but I can respect their work and what they do yeah, and Tom I Bruce... still I still watch is crazy, him.
1: and we still go see him.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, Tom Cruise is absolutely <laughs> insane. He's nuts,
1: but <laughs> we, we still go see his movies.
0: And so, I have a hard time with you know why some people get blackballed because they have an opinion or whatever, and and they throw it out there. And and so again, I, I don't want that this to be the focus of the show, um, but uh, it it frustrates me a little. Um, because, yeah, there are a lot of people out there that have messed up views and, and shout them loudly. And like I said, I can still respect their work and I don't have to listen to their opinion because, you know, Dave likes to, to make this one and it's a, it's a pretty good joke. You know, opinions are like buttholes. Everybody's got one.
1: Except for me, I'll explain that in another episode. That's why I should always listen to my opinion. it on, I'll let you think about that for a few seasons or a few episodes before I explain it.
0: But yeah, did anybody have any other things? Kind of closing this out, and then we'll get into our predictions for next week.
1: Uh, overall, it was a uh, it was just a very entertaining episode. It really was. I mean, if, if I don't think there was. I don't think it required a lot of thought because I think a lot of things were being set up. I really do believe this was a setup episode. There, There's a lot of the things that happened in this episode that are going to come to play later. Um, I don't think it was a filler episode because usually a filler episode to me is just kind of like, eh, here we go. You know, here's here's your episode. This was more of this has a lot of elements in it that I believe are important for later episodes. And I'm hoping that that this is starting uh what's probably going to be hopefully a continuation of very decent episodes because overall this episode was very enjoyable
0: i had almost forgot about the scene at the very beginning where um she comes in and just cleans house in this this group that had apparently pulled some job and takes out everybody in the the little smuggler then the little um room oh it's marshall or whatever and the uh and her character comes in and, and takes them all out uh kind of single-handedly I f- i'd almost forgot about that I mean, there's a lot that happens in this very short 30 minute episode um we get lots of fights and battles and comic relief so what do you guys think is going to happen next week i have heard and I haven't confirmed, Todd, you may can confirm. I'm not sure if you saw the source. My understanding is next week's episode. And again, this is what I've heard rumor wise. I haven't confirmed it myself. Is it entitled the Jedi?
2: I was just seeing that. I, I can't find it anywhere except on the, it's in Wikipedia. You know how whenever Wikipedia lists an episode, over on the right hand side, they'll have information like uh, the runtime and who's starring it and whatever. And then in episode chronology, they'll have previous episode, next episode. And if that episode has its own page, there, there will be a link to it. Well, for previous, it has the heiress, which was last week. For next, it says chapter 13, the Jedi. And I wasn't going to say anything, but you're, you're the one that said it. So if it's a spoiler, you, you said it. But then yep. I'm, I'm trying to Google that right now and I can't find it anywhere else. And in fact, on Another Wikipedia page that actually lists the all the episodes for the season. The title for that episode is still to be announced, so it could be that the Jedi is just a guess. Uh, it could be that it's been leaked, and so even if it's right, it's not totally out there completely yet. It could be pure conjecture. I I don't know, but it's still listing Dave Filoni as both the writer and the director next week. So you know that's. Got to be the episode that is going to have uh, Ahsoka Tana Okay, which brings me to
0: my next question. You guys know better than I, especially Dave, who watched all the the, the cartoon episodes. Mm-hmm. It's titled "The Jedi." She, if I am not mistaken, is not a Jedi.
1: Yeah, technically speaking, she's not a Jedi. Never, never was knighted. Nothing. She left when she she was cast out as a Padawan. And she was invited back, but couldn't trust them because of what they did before. And so she left. And but, yeah. Uh-huh.
2: But let's face it, she's got the training. Yeah. She may not be a part of the organization, but at this point in the chronology, the organization is gone. Uh, so she is a remnant of the Jedi. So even if she's not officially because she left, she's still, she's probably the closest thing the Jedi has left to anybody the remaining. She, might, uh, she yeah. might be it. I, I think you have said before that, that some of the novels have explored the idea that there might be some Jedi yeah, I left they're... over here and there, but they're probably few and far between and maybe in secret. So, okay, so she's not technically part of the Jedi, but if they're kind of gone, like I said, she's still the closest thing to it.
1: Oh, yeah. As far as being any kind of actively resisting, she's it. Because Obi, you know, of course, was watching Luke uh, for him to grow up and became an old man, and we all know what happened to him. But he abandoned himself on Tatooine. Yoda was on Dag- Dagobah. Even the books and stuff that have explored Jedi have all explained how they all went into hiding, just like Obi told them at at the end of the transmission, or they did other things that disconnected them from the Force to not be found. Like, for example, I told that story of how. One of the old Jedi actually uh, survived on Coruscant because he blinded himself and actually ended up in one of the greatest positions to help the Rebellion because he ended up in Imperial intelligence and they never ever suspected him because the man couldn't see anything. But yet he still learned to be able to decipher what was important and what wasn't. And because nobody was looking at him because he was blind, he was able to actually feed information to the Rebellion constantly about where the fleet was and here this and this is what's going on and Vader's heading this way and blah 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 and things like that. You did have a few that Eventually, sort of, kind of led little rebellions and and things like that, but they're very few and far between. And most of that stuff's like has to do with games. As far as 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 Jedi Jedi goes, yeah, Ahsoka's it. Almost, you know, almost all of them were killed or hunted down by Vader. There's a there's a kind of a uh, my own theory that Vader knew Ahsoka was alive. Anakin knew Ah Ahsoka was alive maybe wasn't necessarily confirmed, but he, he kind of always knew it. And I think in a way their connection actually was so close that he never wanted to find her. That that was one that he kind of, I think on purpose didn't really hunt for. And because she had been cast out of the order, et cetera, so forth, you know, that kind of probably protected her a lot because I'm sure that once she was cast out, that was it. Everybody lost track of her. Nobody knew where she was even all the way up through the episode seven and everything. Not only that, she was very young. I mean, she's probably, you know, if Obi was an old man at, like, you know, 50 or 60 when Star Wars happened, Ahsoka was probably only, like, 30 or so. You know what I'm saying? So she's, like, hitting her prime as a kind of a, a wise Jedi, so to speak. Uh, the funny thing is, though, is, yeah, I mean, it's entirely possible that this could be a whole rope dope You know, there could be a a, a a left field thing come out. You never know. I mean, technically, Luke's around. I mean I mean it may be one of those where Ahsoka may not show up to the last episode till, till he finds her, but maybe Mando runs across another one or there's something that happens here. I mean after all we're starting to see the Republic become more and more of a presence. It's slow and it's gradual and they look like just kind of border cops at the moment. But this stuff filters down the line and you know, if if Luke hasn't run off yet, so to speak Uh, And he starts seeing some of these reports or hearing these reports maybe of, you know, hey, there's this bounty hunter that's kind of running around and blah, 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 doing this stuff. And, yeah, there's this weird, like, little green kid with him. You know? Who knows? It, it'll it be fun. I do believe it'll be Ahsoka because I do think the middle of the episode uh, because see, one of the things is that I think the reason this that I keep calling this episode a setup episode is because uh, and I think the, one of the reasons why they fixed the Rage Crest so quick and all this it's like yeah it's all going to be kind of convenient but it's because I think we're going to have a showdown uh, you know we've seen all these great nice fights I think we're going to maybe get a fleet battle it could be fun to see that in a TV show.
0: Okay okay. I'm almost a little worried that it's too early in this season to throw out an Ashoka I think Ahsoka Ahsoka sorry I don't know I just that's my worry you know I could almost see them that being like a end of season two last episode last five minutes you know reveal that we get that character before uh kind of going after going through the season and we're kind of only about midway. I could be wrong. No,
1: I, I, I could totally see that too. Cause I, I honestly believe that I, I'm still sticking by my, when Ahsoka sees the baby Yoda, she's going to freak. And it's going to be in such a way that I think that there's only going to be two possible choices. And I don't know if the show's ready for it. And the two possible choices either is Ahsoka joins Mando. And now it's basically Mando and Ahsoka. Because I can't see Ahsoka abandoning this baby. Not after she sees it. You know, that kind of thing. Or it's going to be one of those where Ahsoka takes baby Yoda. Because I just... I, I think that's the only two logical choices based on what I kind of know and what I kind of understand of Ahsoka's character. So I kind of halfway agree with that. That this next episode may be kind of a rope-a-dope uh, of... Uh, Maybe it's another Jedi or maybe it is an actual Jedi, you know, somebody that we knew was a Jedi that just, we didn't realize they made it, but they did, you know, or who knows? Maybe it's Luke. Maybe Mark Hamill shows up. It'd be kind of cool. Just saying.
0: Well, I had heard some, there's what a Jedi that's uh, in the rebels. Um, Ezra. Yeah.
1: yeah, Ezra, the kid.
0: Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. There's some rumors that it could be Ezra that that makes an appearance. Um,
1: Actually, what are we talking about? There's really no telling because there's certain Jedi now that may be there, but aren't technically there. I mean, it could be Obi's ghost. It could be Yoda's ghost. It could be Qui-Gon. I mean, it could be Anakin for all we know. I mean, we know at least those four have, we know three of them that are actually able to manifest themselves, Obi, Yoda, and Anakin. We also know that Qui-Gon's voice can be heard, because he can't manifest himself, but he can be heard um, through, the, through the things that I've watched. But anybody that's been given that lesson uh, can maintain their consciousness in the Force, which is how they do it. So with that being said, I mean, it's entirely possible. Maybe we'll just get a Force ghost.
0: I think the, the most Kind of out there. One that I heard was a suggestion for um, for Mace to to show back up.
1: But I don't know how you survive being shocked by the Emperor and and dropped off of I don't know a five hundred story building. Of course, then again, then again, the Emperor got thrown into (laughs) reactor i was going to say
0: this is Star Wars. We have evidence (laughs) of people surviving falls from great heights (laughs) (laughs) And, and
1: evidently into reactors and still still surviving.
0: So, I was kind of like, huh, that's an interesting one. That's I true. Didn't...
1: Star Wars logic with the whole shooting the door to lock it and shooting the door to open it. When, yep. you, go, when you go along those lines, then great heights do not necessarily mean that someone's going to
0: die. Maybe may why they don't have railings. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's right. Maybe in
1: this universe, the velocity to death is not like six foot. It's more like 600. So, if you're only like 558, there's a 10% chance you might not die.
0: We don't need railings. What's we don't have to worry about dying if we fall. Hell, you just bumble. Bumbles. <laughs> Anybody else? Any other suggestions or predictions for next week?
1: I believe no. that uh, Mando will join up with the crew of uh, the ghost to uh, slip past the Imperial blockade that is planning on jumping him outside of a planet as he's only been told that he's supposed to meet Ahsoka and that was all planted and for, you know, the moth's benefit because the moth promised the frog people that if they told Manda to do that, then he would allow their younglings to live as opposed to wiping them out like he was told or something. And yeah, that's, that's what'll happen. And that's how he meets Ezra who will be the Jedi, so to speak. That's what it is. That's that's what's gonna happen next episode. Yep, 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 yep. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be
2: it would be cool to see some stuff from Rebels be integrated into the show, since it, it is kind of connecting a lot of other things, but. Like I said, considering who's writing and directing the episode next week, it's got to be Ahsoka. But there again, Dave Filoni was also involved in Rebels. But I, I get the feeling that Ahsoka Tano is his baby.
1: Yeah, probably. But so. there's also, I mean, it's, yeah, but Clone Wars was his baby too. And I mean, there is so much in Clone Wars. It's just, it's just kind of stupid. You know, just, I mean, he has a lot to pick from. When Ahsoka sees the baby Yoda and realizes how powerful it probably is, or at least knows that it's force sensitive, um d I, I I can't see her just walking away from it. Um no matter what Mando says. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe Ahsoka steals the baby. And Mando's trying to hunt down Ahsoka to try to save the baby because you know he's been told you have to protect it and return it to his family.
0: Do we know kind of in relation to time to where this would be versus even someone like kylo ren would he uh, be being trained at this point No, the,
1: according to the books that todd got me for my birthday oddly enough it actually lists the mandalorian tv series and it's before um it's before even whatever happens to phasma to, to make her phasma happens so this is definitely after Return of the jedi before first order like completely and it and I don't know probably I would say Ben right now if he's been born yeah he's a baby he's like 3 or 4 something like that
0: Okay okay Yeah
1: so it's it's not like when Kylo's being being trained as far as I knew but that's what it looks like it, it's that it's that period where the New Republic exists but it hasn't quite gotten to the point where it's it's the dominant thing I, in fact I think that's kind of like what they were kind of implying when they at the end of the episode with you know the the republic guy's talking to the to the guy in the thing he's like so you, do you have any information for me and he's like no but as soon as i do officer i'll let you know you know it's 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 business as usual you know it's like it doesn't matter if you're new republic or imperial i'm not telling you crap you know that kind of thing and uh i think part of that's because i think there's a lot of people in the outer rim kind of where mando's going and where he is and where he's hanging out that is still looking at the New Republic is kind of like, yeah, we understand that you guys kind of remove the imperial impression or oppression of us, but we still don't trust you because we don't know if you're just going to be the next empire. You see what I'm saying? And I think that's kind of what it's trying to imply that there's a lot of people that aren't quite sure if the New Republic's really going to be what they say they want to be.
0: Sounds good. We'll have to wait till next week to see where we go. Um, Todd, I know you've been kind of rating these episodes. Do you have a, a rating for this episode? Or
2: Yeah. While I was watching it the first time, I was thinking, wow, this is about equal in quality to last week. But then, like I said, it kind of ended quickly and conveniently, and it didn't quite hold up as well on rewatch. it's still pretty good in fact i would still count it as better than the first two episodes not quite as good as the third one so i'm putting it at a b plus okay okay
0: i think i kind of gave mine i I definitely thought this one to me was probably my favorite of the of the um new season so far Um, i i I really enjoyed this one sam and with that we will call this week a wrap if you are enjoying these episodes, definitely tell your friends. Uh, make sure you rate it, like it, review it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, also, send us an email, discerninggeeks at gmail.com. Follow us on our Facebook page, the Discerning Geeks Portal, and at, on Twitter, at the Discerning Geeks, so that uh, we can kind of know what you guys like and if you're enjoying these episodes we'll keep doing them and if you don't we may still continue doing them because we enjoy doing them ourselves but also check out our other episodes we now have reviews for a couple of the Star Wars movies already out we've done those and then a plethora of other movies that uh, hopefully you would like so if it's your first time listening check out our other podcasts and tell us what you think Guys, it's been a pleasure. Enjoyed going through this episode with you and hope you guys have a great rest of your week.
1: Mm, this episode better, it
2: was. <laughs> have a great week. May the force be with you always.